and balding people and welcome back to those ball chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Paige, and i'm here with Kristen and our third guest on our mom series jenna zawicki you got it i got Ooh. it all right look at me go <laughs> we're yeah. always bad at that she is our like i said third guest and she is the mom of emerson who you all might know already. She is an incredibly fierce and outgoing little girl who embraces her bald in the best possible way. So welcome, Jenna, and thank you for being our third guest on this series. Thank you. Oh my gosh. If you guys do not follow Emmer, you need to follow Emmer because seriously, she brightens my day. Whenever I see a post, I'm like, oh my God, that little sweetheart. A hundred percent agree. So if you want to dive into how old Emerson was when she got diagnosed and kind of give us a little backstory and we'll work on some questions throughout your episode. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I can never say enough how much Emerson and I look up to the both of you. So it is an absolute honor to be able to speak with both of you today. Emerson is four. She was officially diagnosed with alopecia just before her first birthday. But we suspected that she had alopecia around eight months. She was born with some hair, but it quickly fell out and it never grew back. I remember like babies with my two older kids, like they'll get that bald spot on the back of their head. So, you know, family members were thinking that was just like normal infant balding, but it was patchy right away and then just fell out so quickly. So she has alopecia universalis. And like I said, it was something that we suspected early on. Alopecia isn't something that was unfamiliar to my husband and I because Emerson's father also has alopecia. So I didn't um, know that. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So both of my boys do not have alopecia. So we thought when we were having a third baby that it likely wouldn't impact her either. But then we were able to quickly see that this would be a journey that we would be taking with Emerson. Yeah. Yeah, It's crazy that you suspected it. Like, you know, you were just like, I just know, you know? It it was like so glaringly obvious. It's funny. I think Emerson's birthday is in April and we were on vacation with friends in February. And I remember having a conversation with my girlfriend just saying like, I know this is what it is. Like, I know. And at that point, we hadn't spoken to a dermatologist yet, or even at that point, really the pediatrician, because it was just like, in my gut, I just, I just knew. And I think that's different because I knew what alopecia was. So Mm -hmm. that was where I kind of, yeah, I just said, I had a good feeling. And I I said that to my mom and my sister too. And they're like, maybe not. And I was like, oh, okay. We'll That's see. so see interesting. So did you yeah. go for the actual like diagnosis then after you kind of suspected it? Yeah. So we made, obviously like dermatologist appointments are so far out usually. So when I started to have that feeling, I made the appointment and then we truly got in like right around her first birthday. And at that point she had almost no hair left on her head. And we walked in and the dermatologist and it was very matter of fact about it with us. Like, yep, this is what it is. And at that point she said, you could try some creams, you could do some things. 
you know, so we like tried putting cream on her head briefly. It made zero impact. And then, you know, then we kind of moved on from that. What's interesting is when we have people on, we've noticed that everybody kind of needs that diagnosis, even if they know what it is, even if they're like, okay, I know I'm probably going to have this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. That diagnosis kind of helps people go, okay, see, now we have a diagnosis. Let's move on from this. Like what, what else can we do after this? So that's so interesting that everybody goes for that diagnosis, especially you guys too, since you knew about alopecia, I think you're the first one on that knew, like truly knew about alopecia before you even went for the diagnosis. So that's interesting. I know. Interesting. Not about Emerson, just like a small plug. So when I met my husband, I knew he had alopecia and I knew what alopecia was then because I had had a child in my summer school class with alopecia. So it was like, I met this student that same summer I met my husband, even when I met him and I was like, is he an alopecia? And they're like, how do you even know what that (laughs) is? So it was like weird. And I really connected with the student. So I felt like it was just put in my life for a reason, right? Like here wow. I met this mate. Yeah, yeah. I don't like know. Preparing it, you slowly, <laughs> right? Like but. I can, like visualize the little girl in my class. Like it just she's the sweetest and she wore a bucket hat every time in class. And it was just like real yeah, it's funny. I agree, Christian. It was like mentally preparing me ten years yeah. ago. Oh my gosh, that's so wild. I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that. That's crazy. That's awesome yeah. almost because you were like ready for it. You know, you like you experienced <sighs> it in different ways. You've seen a little kid with it before and then your husband and then your daughter. So it was kind of like you saw an adult and a kid with alopecia. Oh, that's crazy. Ooh, that, oh, I know. Like, this is... That kind of does give me chills too. Ooh, that's different. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's very different. So then this is going to be an interesting question. How did you feel when she started losing her hair and you just knew she had alopecia? I know. So the feelings piece with alopecia is so tricky for me because, of course, I've connected with a lot of moms who have a lot of like really big and valid feelings. But when I reflect back on my feelings, I didn't have this overwhelming feeling of sadness. And I don't know if that's because like I started processing it sooner. But like once we got that official diagnosis, I think I had already come to terms with it. And I was just already in that mom mode of finding a way for my daughter to love and celebrate her physical difference. Like I just was ready to go. Yeah. I mean, at that point she was still so little, so there wasn't like a ton I could do yet because she was also still the age where it was like totally acceptable to not have hair, right? Like she was a baby. So I think I just like started planning so quickly and figuring out a way that I could like mold my child to feel this internal confidence that we all wish we had. (laughs) I just like, I can't even take it. But I, will I know say, I say when I see Emma, I'm like, I want to be her when I grow up. Like, oh when is that confidence coming? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, she like, she blows my mind every day, truly. Absolutely. Um, oh my gosh. But when I do think about feelings, I do become the most bummed out, I would say, with those eyelashes. Yeah. Um, and I just had this conversation this week with some of the moms again, and Em had her eyelashes up until Christmas, and she had like thick eyelashes. And I would say like, that is where I feel the most bummed because I mean, as you ladies know, it's fun to like have your lash and it gives your face some definition. Absolutely. And she was aware that she had them 
and she is aware that they are not there now. And that's the first time in her life that she has experienced hair loss because she doesn't know herself with hair on her head. She, She doesn't, but she knows that she doesn't have her eyelashes and she wants her eyelashes. And she's like said, I want my eyelashes. And that for me is the hardest to hear because I want her to have them too. But like, there's nothing we can do. So we did one of Abby Ren's makeup classes and I like bought her eyelashes that were way too big. And I like didn't (laughs) have the right sticking tools. So I said to her, I was like, "Um, I'll buy you some eyelashes. And she like looked at me and she's like, but they can't be the big ones. And I was like, (laughs) You're right. Um, I was like, that was pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Like what I was trying to stick on your eye. She recognized that what I was doing was so wrong. Yeah. I need all the tips in the world as this girl gets older because I am like <laughs> not good at makeup or anything at all. So I, you know, had said like, we can get you eyelashes and, you know, we can do all of those things. And she very much ties eyelashes to girls and she goes all girls have eyelashes and I said well that's not totally true um all girls don't have eyelashes you know when I reference like you know a lot of the ladies and girls that we know that don't oh yeah but for her that's a big thing and I think even within the alopecia community I mean Everson loves herself looking at like her favorite ladies and they do they all have amazing eyelashes whether they are fake or not she sees those so she has never we part of Abby's class, we also drew on eyebrows and she hated that and like immediately wiped them off and said, I do not want these. Like so sassy. Like she doesn't want an eyebrow. She doesn't want hair in her head, but she does she want her eyelashes. eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. And she's like really made that clear at the age of four, which kills me because what? I still have her in this like baby category. And yeah, she's right. not. And she's so aware. So I say that's I know like the Christy was for me. calling her baby Emma, right? Oh and my gosh. She was like, no. I am not a baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, she was like incredible. making it very clear that she is a big girl. Yeah. She's too great. cute. I love that. that. So that's so interesting though, that the first type of hair loss she noticed is her eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was. We've had so many guests, which is a great thing. That excites yeah. me that we've had so many people where they notice their eyebrows falling out first. I've never experienced that yet, maybe a little bit, but it's so interesting the different types of hair loss where, I don't know, it'd be so crazy to, you know, lose my eyelashes next or my eyebrows because I haven't experienced that yet. So that's so crazy that that's the first type of hair loss that she's like, oh, this is hair loss. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I lost all of mine, but now they're like coming back. So really? it's like so up in the air. Yeah. I had like half an eyelash for the longest time. They were only over here. Yeah. And then I lost half an eyebrow at one point, and then I lost all of it. For my grad pictures, I had nothing. <laughs> of course, for pictures, right? <laughs> of course, of course. I was like, yeah, okay, that's when you leave, sure. <laughs> so I wonder if Emmer will get them back at some point too, right? You never know with this. No. Yeah. I know. It's sometimes... Does your so dad have eyelashes? Nope. So nope. he has no eyelashes, no eyebrows. He lost all of his hair around second grade and never had um, oh, wow, okay. any sort of regrowth. So I think I also prepared myself for that, right? Like I see her dad, I saw the path that she was on. So did I think she'd have eyelashes forever? No, but right. I was just like hopeful she could hang on to them as long as right? possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was the piece and just knowing that she wants them. 
I think that would actually be a perfect time to ask you this question because maybe this could be the answer to this is yeah. what was the biggest hurdle you personally and her as well had to overcome in terms of her hair loss? This is a great question. And I feel the hurdle is happening to us currently. Emerson just turned four, like I already mentioned. And when COVID hit, she wasn't even two, right? So yeah, right. things were kind of locked up. We were home. She wasn't going to preschool. She was home with us. She's still a baby. And now as we're getting back to normal as much as possible, right? I'm really starting to feel like all eyes on us everywhere we go. Mm. And this is the first time I'm feeling this way. And it is like something that I am really starting to just like have to work on and deal with because this is never a feeling I've had before, right? right? So we went out for a donut for Em's birthday and we were in the line and just like having a really silly conversation between the two of us. My husband had the boys at hockey, so it was just her and I. And I was like, what are we gonna get for your birthday donut? And just kind of like being silly and having a laugh. And it was a really long line. It's a popular donut shop. And the person behind us heard that it was her birthday. So they said, happy birthday, really, really sweet, right? So then like, we're still working our way through the line. We're getting like multiple happy birthday wishes as people are leaving, which is super sweet, right? So we sit down and we're eating there. And then like this line of birthday wishes continues. And I don't want to appear ungrateful that people are like taking the time to wish my daughter a happy birthday. But in the same breath, this wouldn't happen if I were here with one of my boys. Like it just, it, it simply would not. Yeah. So it's a pity. Yes. So we're like continuing and she and I are having a great time and she's none the wiser, right? But I'm just having all these feelings and I'm like trying not to even like look up from my plate and I'm just, we're just talking. So afterwards we left and she's like beep bopping around. We're going on our way to get pedicures. Like we had our whole, <laughs> our whole morning planned. And I said, Em, that's crazy. You got so many birthday wishes at the donut shop. Why do you think you got all those birthday wishes? And she goes, well, cause I was the only one in there that was bald. So I was like, God, at four. Oh, she knew. She knew. So then after I like caught my breath, yeah, I'm like, so is that great? Like, do we love this? Like, is this awesome? And she's like, yeah, it's great. Everyone just thinks I'm great. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, ever said. I was like, sure, I'm everyone thinks you're great, right? So, which is what we've taught her, like your we celebrate you. You are unique and we love you. So I'm glad that is like her takeaway. Right. But I'm sitting there like as her mother, just feeling all these eyes and I don't fault anyone. Right. Right. Like this is to no fault. You know, there's little kiddos who are like having a quick conversation with their mom. And then I'm seeing their mom's like, you know, stop talking. Like, don't, don't say that. Like, because they're curious and like all the power to them. I get it. So I just need for myself personally to figure out how to feel comfortable walking this walk with my kiddo. She clearly, (laughs) she clearly (laughs) (laughs) is like comfortable at this moment. And I hope she maintains that forever. But I just need to like work on that. So that's definitely like my biggest hurdle as a parent right now. 
I said to my husband, like, it pains me for people to think I'm walking around with a sick kid because she is so healthy and she is so full of life and so bubbly. So that's like a really, that's a tough one for me. I hate to think that like, we're just going about our daily lives and there's this narrative going on in, in other people's heads. Right. And that's such a different perspective. That's why we were like, we have to have moms on because nobody sees your perspective. You're just like, yep, thank you. And you're nice and happy about it. But your mind is like, but your I, mind know, is I know why this is going on. I know why this is happening. And she's so young that she doesn't pick up on that cue yet, which is great. I love that she's like, oh, I'm the best. Everybody loves me. <laughs> but it's crazy because, you know, as adults with alopecia too, we know what those stares mean. And that's like the hardest thing for us as adults, especially since I was an adult when I got it, to go out because those sca- those stairs kind of scare me. They kind of push me back into my shell and I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want those stairs, you know? So that's such a different way of seeing it. Like she was having the time of her life and you were sitting there like, oh, why can't oh God, people just- wishing her yeah. happy birthday. Like you want her yeah. to wish happy birthday, but on the other thing, like, do you want everyone to wish her happy birthday to make it obvious? That is, that's powerful, yeah. That's definitely, yeah, that's something that's going to make me emotional because it showcases how different the worlds are between you and your daughter, you know? Yeah, that's something else. So the next question, kind of perfect to follow up with that, is how do you or would you answer the question, why don't I have hair, if she asked? Has she asked that yet? Yeah, so... This is a great question too. I think, I mean, every question you guys are like spot on here and addressing like major things between parents and kiddos relationships. And we've always been honest with Emerson. She knows she doesn't have hair because she has alopecia. So we practiced the word alopecia when she was little. So that way she would be able to say alopecia. I want her to be able to answer the question. Like when kids ask why you don't have hair, like I don't want her to shrug her shoulders. Like tell them, yeah, I have alopecia. So very early on have been very honest with her. We will opt in when she like appears to want to know more about alopecia. For Emerson, we always just say like, your immune system is so strong. It's also attacking your hair. <laughs> like you're just the strongest kiddo we know. We'll like say that. We also, you know, reference it. She's just like daddy, which is huge. Emerson, oh, yeah. uh, adores my husband his name is Mike she absolutely adores him their bond is just so special um oh I mean it's it's truly remarkable how much she loves her father but just also knows that like he will always be a source of strength for her but yeah we have just always been honest like you have alopecia and it you know it makes your hair fall out it attacks We've given her those words. So it's really just been honest and upfront as much as possible as you can be with a four-year-old. When she did ask, like, where are my eyelashes? I don't think that was my best moment in giving her a response because I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, where are they? You're right. Like, um, but you know, I just said, um, you have alopecia and they can come and go and maybe they'll come back. And if not, you know, we'll figure out the next steps too. So she knows she has alopecia. Yeah. She has told children she has alopecia. And right now when she answers, she's she's able to say it pretty confidently. You've taught her to use it as uh, a teaching moment. That's incredible. Instead of just being like, oh, pushing it away, she uses it as a teaching moment. That is the best yes. response ever. Yeah, we've definitely tried to go from that angle. Even with the boys, like they know 
that if you are in a setting and you see someone approaching your sister and she isn't able to say at that moment for whatever reason, you have the tools and you need to speak. So yeah, so I think like most of the time it's when my almost nine-year-old's playing baseball. So my six-year-old is like charged with, you know, making (laughs) sure that questions are answered and Everson goes unbothered during baseball games, but he's a little forced. So Yeah, I love, I love really... that. Your family is just going to raise awareness throughout yeah. their entire life. How awesome yeah. is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think my six-year-old, so he sees like a lot of the Zoom calls we're on and participates often. I think he doesn't understand why he doesn't see more bald people in real life because yeah. he sees them on the screen. <laughs> yeah, right. Two, two out of our five family members are bald. Like, I think he's just wondering like, where is everybody else? Yeah, right. He's where where are all the bald people? Yeah, like I think yeah. he like wants the more bald people in his daily life. And I, like, <laughs> hey, that's great. I, I agree oh, with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's he is like this carefree soul. And I think truly he, he doesn't understand why he doesn't see more people more often. That's so, that that's so, so cute. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's oh, pretty cute. I'm loving your whole family right now. Like, Me too. Oh, oh my gosh inspirational you know, over yeah, there your family's pretty incredible why do i see more bald people <laughs> where are they the question i ask myself all the time where are all the bald people i want more bald friends yeah exactly right <laughs> yes we were in disney in february and we passed someone who had alopecia and i didn't notice yeah but my six-year-old was like mom and is like <laughs> yelling and i was like what dude like why he goes that that girl, she had alopecia. So like he's on the hunt, and it's like so. Aware. It's yeah, we're, we're just you know loving the bald life over oh, here. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> that I absolutely awesome. love it. So in regards to school with Emerson, has she dealt with bullying yet, or if she has, how have you approached that situation? So we've been super fortunate that this is not something that we have experienced yet. Emerson goes to, right now she's in a a preschool three class. So she just goes three mornings a week from nine to noon. And she has the sweetest class of children and the kindest teacher. And she has not experienced anything like that. It's funny. I think all the little kids in her class think she's like this. I don't even know. Like they just think she's like this unicorn of a person. Like <laughs> you know, like her t- and her teachers actually said, like I sometimes tell the other students to like give her a break because <laughs> want to be around her and it's probably because she's different and yeah. like this is new. So she's in a really sweet community, and that drove our decision to keep her there next year. So she'll do their pre-K four program. There were some other options, but she's just so comfortable there that I was like, why would we change? This is lovely. So like I said, we've been super fortunate not to experience bullying. However, like we know that this could certainly happen in the future. I would honestly be shocked if it doesn't happen in the future. And I'm a teacher and I, I know that kids are curious and that curiosity sometimes comes from you know a really unkind place yeah. and I'll be honest it, it completely terrifies me I was really shook by Rio um that really hit home yeah and I like wasn't even sure what to say for days um because it, I mean this is what we're living, right? And like, that could be my daughter in right. eight years. 
but it just gives me fire to make sure that this doesn't happen. And again, easier said than done because, you know, parents make all the efforts to do all the things and words hurt. Mm -hmm. So right now I am really just working to continue to foster her confidence and make sure she values who she is. And like I said, you know, celebrate who she is. I love that she has two older brothers. I know know that they will always be in her corner, but bullies scare me because they're going to win. All the right things, right? Like you're you're creating her to have the ability to give the awareness to people, to to teach them, right? So I think like that's going to make a huge difference because with kids, they question the stuff they don't understand. So if you can like, you know, hit it right at the beginning, I think that'll do wonders, honestly. The best thing nowadays is there's so much support. There is so many support groups. There are so many people out there. I mean, look at Baltarage. That is moving mountains for kids. Yes. To be able to be on a video call with all kids that look like you, that's everything for a kid, you know? And I mean, how many times has Emmer seen Christy? Like in yes, person, hugged her, right? Like, yeah. so they those all videos. see Christy as a grown up, as an adult, being bald and thriving with life and everything she does. So that's just that moves mountains for kids. That shows them their future. So that is a huge bonus. And since she has that, I feel like that is just a big old blanket that is hugging her throughout her life. Which is perfect timing for our next question: is <laughs> what has been the best resource for you? Absolutely, Instagram. And if you had told me 10 years ago that social media was <laughs> was going to help me raise my daughter, I would have truly laughed out loud because I just never would have fathomed that, right? But through Instagram, I mean, I didn't even have my own personal account because I was like, I will never have Instagram. Like that is not a world that I live in. But when I got alopecia, my sister was like, you should really look at Instagram. There's, there's all these accounts and there's all these pages. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And I kind of like sat on it for a minute. And then I did. And I could not believe what I was seeing. And Instagram truly has allowed us to connect with such an incredible community. Yeah. I have a funny st- story <laughs> with Instagram. So before I like even fully understood what Instagram was, I mean, truly, I like making myself sound ancient. <laughs> I truly rejoined Instagram to make an account for Emerson. So I didn't really know like what I was doing. Right. Yeah. So I'm like trying to figure it out. And then I find Christy's page and I'm like scrolling and I'm in absolute awe. Right. Yeah. So I get to like one of her pictures where she's looking amazing on the beach. It was definitely like one of her sports illustrated shoots. And I like stuck my phone in my husband's face. And I was like, I want this to be our daughter. Like this is going to be Emerson. And he was like, hold on a second. This is not going to be Emerson. And I was like, no, look at the confidence and like the absolute smoke show. She is on the screen. Yeah. I was like, this has to be our daughter. And I wanted to like jump off the page. I think he like had a minor heart attack, but like. Totally understood where I was coming from. Yeah, absolutely. So then from there, like Christie's SI shoot came out quickly, got the magazine for Emerson. She immediately identified. And that, I mean, it was, it was like insane. And at this point, she's not even two. 
So we were able to connect with Christy, which was phenomenal. And it was right around the time that like Baltimore was like really being born. So that was huge. And then we're coming on one year that they got to meet. They met on May 22nd of the same last year, which was just fantastic. But through Instagram and through Christy and the Baltarage, I mean, we have connected with ladies and moms and kiddos across really the globe, which has just been so profound. When we were in Florida in February, we were able to meet with a group of kiddos and a Baltarage lady, and it was just such a special event because when these little girls get together, they are instantly bonded. Mm-hmm. There's like no conversation. It's just, we're friends and yeah. we're going to go play. Leah just celebrated her sixth birthday and Emerson and Leah really connected. And the two of them were like, they're now lifelong friends. And Ugh. they met on the computer screen yeah. through the Baltarage. So, I mean, it's just... It's crazy. And, you know, I sit on the monthly mom calls every month and then sometimes I sneak on for the ladies calls and just (laughs) hearing everybody speak. It's just, it's life changing, truly. And I feel like I, anytime I have an opportunity to talk about it, I will because the Instagram community has just really made enormous changes in our lives, even too. Like I said, with my son, he, when you see his Instagram, it's full of bald women and Emerson too. So like, it's really working to normalize it for us at home. And then on the screen and yeah, it's truly, I can't believe Instagram is the resource Mm -hmm. that it was, but you know, looking where we live, there's, there's no like local, you know, it's just. Absolutely. Same with me. There's nothing really local toward like where I am. I knew there was stuff out there, but I was like, uh-uh. yeah. I'm not looking because I don't, I don't want to talk about my alopecia. But yeah. once I did, I was just talking to Kristen about this. It was the craziest experience. Cause it was like one day I didn't know about it. And I was sad in a very, very sad and dark place and depression and all this. And then I found the Instagram community and the hair loss community and all these people. And literally the next day I was like, Oh, okay. I'm thinking about posting about my hair loss now. And it doesn't even make sense. I can't describe it to anybody because it's like, how do you go one day like that to another day where you're like, oh, I'm starting to accept myself by just finding people that I identify with. It's crazy. (laughs) It's truly crazy. So I know we have a couple more questions. You want to ask them, Kristen? Yeah, for sure. So what are you looking forward to in the future for Emma? And this can be hair loss or it can be just a general answer. So I think for Emerson, I am really looking forward most to watching her continue to shine her bright light. And I'm really hopeful that she will inspire others to be themselves. Thinking of the future, I mean, it's like tough, right? My biggest hope is that she will hold on to the confidence that she has right now. And if she can do that, I know that she'll absolutely move mountains. She's already moving mountains. Oh, yeah, she, she already is. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. She's going to continue. She is. Oh, yeah. She's she, something else. She's Coming no from two adult Alpecians that took a long time to accept themselves. She <laughs> is an inspiration to us. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's so great, right? And that's yeah. where I'm always just like, hopefully there's no slide. Right. And that we like don't go back. And I know it could happen because she's going to get older and she's going to become more aware. And I just, I just pray that she just continues to like. She also has the support at home. Right. 
which is like huge, oh, right? So she's got the huge. online community, the support at home. You know, her dad's been through this. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 everything. And I know you guys will you'll see it because you're so conscious of everything, right? That you'll be like, nope, we gotta we gotta figure out this. <laughs> yeah, right? this isn't like, happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll be right on top of it. The best thing too is I think about it in the terms of if I was a kid that had alopecia that was dealing with bullying or or certain situations I didn't like. The best thing possible is that as they get older, all these kids that know each other with alopecia, they can hop on to Zooms. They can be like, let's talk about our day at school. Mm-hmm. Did something happen? What should I do about this? That would have been so helpful for me through my journey. So I just, I see all of this happening for all these kids, all of these opportunities and people to look up to and inspirations all over the place that it's it's seriously insane the amount of support and opportunities they have just by this community alone, you know? Our favorite question of our episodes is our last question, and these always make us emotional. <laughs> is, they might cry. That's it's, oh, I'm always no. crying, yeah. <laughs> what is one piece of advice you would give to parents whose child is right in the beginning of hair loss or possibly in the tough stages of hair loss right now? You said we were going to cry, and now I'm already tearing up, and I don't <laughs> even have my words out of my mouth yet. You know, the stages of alopecia are just so different for everyone. And our experience is unique. I feel for moms when we're on the mama meetup calls and you can see the pain in their eyes for the struggle that their kid is going through, right? It isn't a pain I have felt yet because M is so little and our experience with alopecia is unique in that we don't know Emerson with hair. The biggest advice I would give to moms is that Their child's difference is something that should be celebrated, but that's also something that's really hard to hear as a mom who is in the middle of a gigantic struggle with alopecia. So I feel like this is sometimes where my situation with Emerson can be unrelatable for other mothers because they see my kiddo who is like beaming with confidence and like loves every piece of herself, but that doesn't mean that it isn't hard. Right. And maybe not necessarily for her, but hard for my husband and I to know that her life will be different than the life of her brothers. Hard for her brothers because they know their sister is different than those that she's surrounded with. So I am generally super positive and I rarely have moments related to alopecia where I like am having like a big feeling of sadness. Because the majority of time, I'm just watching my daughter shine and I'm in awe of her. But then there are those, truly, I draw back to Rio, where I was so overwhelmed with emotion and fast forwarding my life down the road and thinking of my kiddo and how is this going to happen for her? I mean, my biggest piece of advice and my biggest takeaway from all of this is you have to give your daughter the tools and build her confidence and celebrate her difference. And Em hears the word unique and she says, that's me. She knows she is unique and we celebrate it. Children with Alopecia Day is a holiday in our house. Like it, it is Emerson's day and we are like celebrating you. It's it's your day, lady. Her brothers wonder why they don't have their own day. <laughs> like, you know, we celebrate everything about her 
and alopecia and being different and being unique, no matter what the difference is. Bring us all the differences. You know, on an unrelated note to alopecia, I, I teach special education. So I am in a world where we are not all the same and yeah. we're not all going to be the same. And it would be pretty boring if we were. So yeah, who wants to be the same? Who? Yeah. Like nobody. You shouldn't, you shouldn't want that. You shouldn't mm-hmm. want to be normal. I put that in quotations because... Yeah, right? It's also so hard because, I mean, I think I'm in and around the same age as you ladies. And like, we grew up where all we saw was the same, right? Mm -hmm. So my daughter isn't seeing that. I think the the narrative is starting to shift and we're seeing more diversity, you know, across the board, even with the Barbie doll selection, which is fantastic. But I'm also wired a certain way, right? Like I know how I grew up and I know what I thought the expectation when it was as a child. Mm -hmm. So I need to undo what I thought. It's so complicated. And, you know, I think kids today are growing up in a better world, sort of, because then there's like so many other crazy things going on. You know, it's just like, I don't know. (laughs) It's like, I would say when I was younger, differences weren't as accepted as they are now. No. There's still a lot of work to do, but they are way more accepted than when I was young. You literally had different shoes, different whatever. If you weren't in the cookie cutter, popular, blah, blah, blah group, you were picked on. And I feel like it's way better now to go through school because I think about my cousins too, because one of my cousins is just about to graduate high school, which is crazy to me. And I remember worrying about them going through school because I dealt with bullying. It wasn't even hair loss, but I dealt with bullying and I was so scared because I was like, I don't want them to deal with bullying. Even losing friends in high school is traumatic and it's like switching friend groups and all of this you have to worry about, but they never dealt with any of that. Everyone just liked everyone. There weren't that many clicks in their high school. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) I just sat there confused because I was like, that wasn't what it was for me. But it's so different now. So I think we should definitely hold on to that. That's hopeful because I feel like kids are more prone to stand up for the person that is different than be on the bully side. You know what I mean? I feel like bullies are definitely the thumb that stands out. What's that? What's that phrase? (laughs) The sore thumb? Is that what it is? Yeah, okay, there we go. The sore thumb, because it's like people are protecting people's differences, and I think that's lovely. But, you know, that's the hope I hold on to, is the world is changing for the better. I know a lot of it is falling apart in different parts, but at least that part is changing for the better, people accepting differences, because that's all we want. Like, I know we've been talking about Rio, and I went to the funeral, and that was one of the things I said is, All people want with differences is just to be looked at as everyone else, just to walk around and just treat me like everybody else. It doesn't matter what I look like. If I'm in a wheelchair, if I, if I'm bald, if it it doesn't matter because when it comes down to it, it's literally just appearances and everything. Everyone's different. Not everyone is perfect. And I don't know. I'm rambling now. (laughs) Now I'm rambling. Um, But yeah. When she goes to a playground and someone asks her why she doesn't have hair and she quickly says like, oh, I have alopecia. The next words out of the kid's mouth is like, okay, you want to go play? So like, you know, being little is a great age. It's not, you know, it's not some long drawn out answer. It's just, oh, okay. So do you want to go play? You know, just hoping that that's how it can always be. Um, 
And like you said earlier too, educating is such a huge piece in it. I teach fourth grade and in my classroom this year, I've spoken about Emerson more than I probably ever have in the past. So I have this like army of fourth graders who know what alopecia is. And when they see my daughter in the community, they know. And I'm like, those kiddos can now tell their family and maybe Mm -hmm. their family will then tell someone else. So it's like, hopeful for this big trickle down effect. And like I said, my boys played baseball. So Emerson's running around the baseball field with her little bald head. And then (laughs) like, you know, more and more people will just know. And, you know, Jada Pickett Smith, that was, you know, a event that really did shed so much light on what alopecia is. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, really gave a lot of people perspective there too. You know, you're seeing Jada and then it's like, wait, maybe that bald person I saw wasn't sick and they had alopecia as well, you know? So, you know, we'll take the small victory. Whether it happened how it happened or not. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, but just look at it truly as as a victory for the alopecia community and bringing about more awareness and Christy being on this tour and dancing everywhere has been so profound. So just continuing to raise awareness and teach and educate, I think, is the most powerful thing that we can do as a community yeah yeah 100 yeah that's why we do what we do because you know whoever we share our story with even like last week I had this uh course that I was in and I it was like share a little poster about yourself so I said I you know advocate for alopecia I'm an alopecia and blah 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 blah. (gasps) and I met a person that has alopecia at my company didn't know about him and also a person that mentors an alopecia So it was just like, shit, like I just shared because I was like, no, I'm going to share this. And that's what came from it. So similar thing happened to me when I came out public is someone really close to me has alopecia. No idea. I had no idea. And she reached out to me and sent me a message and was like, oh my gosh, so do I. Let's talk about it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I just sat there like, what do you mean? And then somebody else from my high school reached out to me told me and then somebody else reached out to me about something else they they had a difference they didn't tell me what it was but they just said thank you because this helps me with what I have going on this gives me hope because you're talking about your differences so now I love mine a little bit more and I of course lost it because I was like oh man (laughs) I did not expect this but it's so important to talk about it That's why when I see people coming out, new Instagrams popping up, people with alopecia, all of their people will now know. And then they will spread it to their people. And it's just, it's a trickle effect. It's beautiful. I love to see it. I love the hair loss community. It's incredible. I love it. (laughs) I really think there's no other community out there because, I mean, as great as the hair loss community, it is truly, you know, everyone is working to lift and support each other. And it really is just such a beautiful thing to see. I will forever be grateful. And it's just so profound. Yep. So profound. I mean, we were just in Toronto. You know, we got to have lunch with Avery and Crystal. And, you know, I'm at a table with these rock star women. (laughs) I truly, like, they are my idols. And the fact that my daughter gets to be embedded in this conversation with, these stunning women is just 
something I never would have thought in my wildest dreams, you know, and the community is, is helping me raise my daughter to be this confident kiddo that she is. I mean, she has a ton of sass and she's wild. (laughs) Before bed, she asks to watch Christy videos. Ah, (laughs) Last night, mom, can can you pull up the Christy videos? And I was like, all right, um, what do we got today? Okay, here she is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm so, so, so grateful for the community. They're everything. They're family. Every time we talk to someone new, it's like we have a brand new bond. Like now I feel bonded to you because it's like we have something so common. Like your daughter has alopecia. We have alopecia. Mm -hmm. We're trying to spread awareness and advocate. And it's just so powerful. It's emotional. And it's just so filling. Like it really warms your heart meeting people and talking to people. It's just this has been great. We want to thank you because this has been been a phenomenal episode. And this this one will definitely gonna hit home yeah. for people. I always tell Kristen when I listen to it over again and edit the episode, I am a mess. When you're talking and doing the episode, you're trying to like talk and you know pay attention to the whole conversation and everything. But then when you re-listen to it, it's a whole nother ball game, and your emotions really come out when you listen to it. So we just want to <laughs> say thank you so much for being here. It's been incredible. We're honored to have you. Because Emma is such a bright light in the community. And I'll give it to Kristen because I know she's closing it out. Okay, so our chick bit of the day is octopus mums will guard over their eggs until they hatch, not even leaving for food for up to 40 days. Crazy. 40 days that mama starves herself. (laughs) (laughs) All the chick bits are mom related for these series. Yes, yes. (laughs) Which are hard to find after a while. So we've we've started on animal mums. All right, guys, you know the drill. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at thosebaldchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the links to everything you need will be in our direct need, and you'll be able to find that in the episode description. Until next time, folks, bald pack out.